0: Thank you. Praise God. Let's put our hands together one more time and let's praise God. It is Sunday morning. Hallelujah. What a privilege to be in the house of the Lord. We should all be thankful to come on Sunday morning to the house of the Lord. Let's think about all these people around the world that they don't have the freedom to come to the house of the Lord and worship. And don't have a church on a fire like we are. Let's thank God for our church. Let's thank God for our pastor. Let's thank God, hallelujah, for the ministry. Let's thank God for each other. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. I'd like to start our morning service this morning by reading the Annunciation. The Annunciation is when the angel came and announced to Mary that she was going to have a baby. This is called the Annunciation. Let's take a look in the book of Luke, chapter 1, verse 26 through 38. Okay, sister? Uh, That is in the computer. If you could put up there, I appreciate. It's Luke, chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. All right, so if you have your Bibles open, let's read. Um, together in, in the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph or the house of David and the virgin name was Mary and the angel came into her and said "Hail, thou art highly favored the Lord is with thee blessed art thou among women and when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now turn to the person next to you and say, his name is Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, turn to another person and say good to see you in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. So let's say a prayer. Lord, we want you, Lord, to take over this service morning. Don't let this service to be just one more morning, Sunday morning teacher. Lord, we have great expectation. We expect Oh Lord, that your spirit would be moving through this service, that your spirit would be touching the hearts and the minds of your people. Help us to learn your word. Help us to grow in the knowledge of the truth. Help us to get to know you better. Help us in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's put our hands together as we have a seat. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Um and uh, I was preparing my teaching uh, during this week, and uh, just yesterday, God started laying more things in my heart that I'd like to share with you. Which some of the things are in my notes, some are not, but I just like to share with you. When I was reading this Bible verse, I noticed that God spoke with uh, jo- uh, He spoke with Mary first. He didn't speak with Joseph. And I was thinking, why God spoke with Mary first? And then I realized that Mary was not married yet to Joseph. She was still single. And And then just came on me how the serpent in the book of Genesis, the serpent didn't speak to Adam. The serpent spoke with Eve. And I was like, why did the serpent, didn't we speak with Adam first? He's the man. And and they were married. Then I noticed that uh, the the devil never follows uh, the the, the law. He never followed God's rules. So he went to Eve first. And uh, as he went to Eve, and we can see uh, why God went to Mary first. And we're going to learn a little bit. The difference between Mary and Eve. So you notice that the uh, the serpent spoke with Eve, not Adam. There are many differences between Eve and Mary. They both engage in a dialogue. Eve is is, is talking to a serpent, which is a, rep- a representative of the devil. Mary is talking to an angel, which is in service of the Almighty God. You see? Uh, they both uh, offer a invitation. The serpent invited Eve to take the fruit of sin and, and, and lie to her that she will not die. Mary, she also is invited to take the fruit of life. Amen? Look at that. Isn't that wonderful? And uh, uh, and we can see how uh, Eve received a bad news. You see the bad news, doubt of God. God, uh, you shall not die. God is hiding things from you. Eve received a bad news. Mary received the good news that she was going to be a mother of our Savior. Uh, Eve doubted God. Mary trusted God. Uh, Eve received the fruit. Mary also received the fruit in home. Eve want to gain wisdom. Mary wanted to give a son. That's what she want to gain, a son. Eve becomes proud. It, it, Mary is humble. She humble herself. Eve, uh, uh, Eve just obeyed. Mary obeyed God. Eve Gave the fruit of the curse to her husband. Mary gave the fruit of her womb for salvation of her husband. Come on, put your hands together. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So, Eve, what Eve did, Mary undo. You see? So, so. Uh, Mary undo what Eve did God restore the woman's ability to make righteous spiritual decisions because right after that uh when God came in brother judgment God spoke to Eve and say your desire shall be for your husband so the woman was uh, on that spiritual dependence upon the man so when God spoke with Mary he's restoring the the, the woman Ability to make righteous, spiritual decisions. Amen. If you're a woman, you should put your hands together and praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now let's take a look at Adam and Joseph. All right. I'm gonna go a little bit uh, deeper in here because Adam, he just listened to his wife. She she brought the fruit, and Adam just listened to her and just ate. Amen. As Joseph, he was a man of, uh, uh, of uh, he was a righteous man. He, when Mary told him, he didn't listen to Mary. He didn't. He was like, I'm going to leave this woman in secret. He decided to leave her in secret, secretly. He said that he was a righteous man. And he, uh, uh, he, he went to seek God. He went to seek God even though he was going through that and she told that it was from God. He didn't believe her. He wants to hear from God. As Adam just listened to Eve and he believed on Eve. You see? See the difference in here? And sometimes uh, as I what I learned from Joseph is that even if you're going through a trouble, there's a problem going on. Always go to God. Always go, because if you walk away from God, if you have a problem, if you walk away from God, it's not going to solve the problem. It's going to make it worse. So, always go to God. Seek God when you're going through a problem. That's what Joseph is teaching us. So, Joseph, he wants to hear from God. Yeah, he heard what Mary said, but he wants to hear from God first. What God's position, what's God advice on this? Oh, don't you wish that Adam would have done the same? Right, but uh, but Joseph he did, he became suspicious and decided to leave Mary secretly. Only after the angel he spoke with Joseph, and uh, Joseph make his made his decision to take Mary as his wife. Amen. Uh, all right, so they both were men. They both also had an invitation. Uh, he. We as a man, we need to listen to God. And, and we need to put God before our own spouse. I'm talking to everyone here. Uh, not just men and women. Uh, to, to both men and women, we have to put God first. Um, now I would like to ask you, what type of man are you? Are you a type of Adam or are you a type of Joseph? What type of woman are you? Are you a Eve type? Or are a Mary type? So there, during this time that we go over the Bible verses that talk about the, the Annunciation and the Incarnation. Uh, Incarnation means God made himself into a flesh that's called Incarnation. We can look at this, uh, at, at these great men and women in the Bible and learn from them. Because that's what God wants us to do. To look at their examples and learn from them. Amen. Joseph had everything figured out. He was going to marry Mary, and he was going to have a quiet and peaceful life, raising his children in a small village of uh, uh, Nazareth. And God comes in the picture and change his plans. And sometimes in life it happens to us. We have everything figured out: how we're gonna do this, how we're gonna do that, how we're gonna act like that, and how things are gonna uh, gonna turn out. Until God steps in with His power, with His grace, with His love, and He changes it. Amen. Um, God, when He comes in, He brings blessings, and we need to align our minds. To the minds of God. We need to align our plans to the plans of God. And we need to align our thinking with the thinking of God. So God can use us and He can come through us and change, and change the situation and change the world. Amen. So, no holiday gets as much advertising time as Christmas. During December, uh, every time you go around, you drive your car, you go to the store, check your emails, it's everything about Christmas. They're talking about that. And, uh, and we hear that uh, a lot during this time of the year. But how can we miss Christmas? So that's the message that I, I had prepared to teach today. How can we miss Christmas even in America today? With all advertising of Christmas, can we still miss Christmas? And the answer is yes. And there's—I'm going to talk about the three major things that can cause us to miss Christmas. Uh, one of the things that can, uh, ha, can uh, that we miss Christmas is by too busy, by being too busy, 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 busy. Uh, and we have to all the shopping to do, all the decorations to do, all the parties, all the uh, things going on for Christmas. We can get so busy that we can miss Christmas. Mary and Joseph they were looking for an inn. However, all the inns, all the hotels, with the, they were in full capacity. That's in the first Christmas. They were busy. They had no room available. Their business. Uh, all the the, ca- imagine a hotel. If you would own a hotel, and then you have this couple coming at the door, and you knew that the savior was about to be born during the same time, and you see that woman coming, um, imagine that. And uh, if, if you had given them a room, a pr- uh, that pregnant woman, if you would have give, given them a room, think about it. How wonderful that would be. But uh, sometimes we get so busy with all the things of the season, and uh, and we miss what Christmas is really about. Sometimes we get too busy for pray. We get too busy to read God's word. We can be too too busy to listen. And we must must look at ourselves and to eliminate the things that are not important. Traditions. Uh, including um, uh, anything that is not important, like a tree, Santa Claus, decorations, these things can become a distraction that takes away the real meaning of Christmas. Uh, noted the citizens of Bethlehem. They were all business, and they missed the birthday of the Savior. The angels appeared to the shepherds. The shepherds uh, they were not busy. The shepherds—they uh, were considered the one of the lowest of uh, the in the uh, status um, in the time. They were the lowest, and uh, they all their job description was look after sheep. They had to make sure that the, sh- the sheep uh, uh, got enough to eat and to drink and protect the sheep. So they—they ba- they basically were available, and um, and the angel appeared to the shepherds, I believe because they were not busy, they were available, the angel didn't appear to all of those so-called religious leaders of the time, those uh, Pharisees and Sadducees and, and temple, people working at the temple, the angel didn't appear to them. The the angel appeared to the shepherds. They were taking care of the sheep, the lowest. And uh, and they didn't argue with the angel. They just went there to see where the baby was going to be born because they were available. And that teaches us that God wants to use people that are available. So first thing, we need to make ourselves available to God. You see, there's a lot of people well-prepared. Yeah, put your hands together. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. There's a lot of people over-prepared. They already went to take all the the higher education and all that and the Bible. Uh, That's wonderful. Okay, don't don't take me wrong. That's wonderful. If you go to college, you get all the, the instruction. That's very important. But the bottom line is that. God is looking for who is available. Think about when God spoke with Balaam. He used a meal, a donkey to speak. Why? Because the meal was available. The donkey was available. God spoke with the shepherds. The angel appeared to the shepherds because they were available. Amen. So uh, there is a a quote that says, "There, there, there is no such thing as being busy. If you truly want something, you will make time for it. That's by Mandy Hale. Uh, that's her name. Uh, and there's another quote in here. You will never find time for anything. If you want time, you must make it. Amen? Isn't, isn't that true? We can find time for the things that we like. We can find times for the things of that, 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 uh, this world. But we can, we can make time for God and make ourselves available to serve him. Praise God. Hallelujah. And there is a, uh, another reason that we can miss c- uh, Christmas is that we become too familiar with the Christmas story. And uh, perhaps you have been celebrating Christmas since you were born. You remember all that uh Celebration goes, and uh, every December 25th, um, you know that it's Christmas, and, and it's it been like a routine every year. Uh, we become extremely familiar with Christmas, that we have lost the deepest meaning and joy. I remember the first time that I went to Gabriel Street. Have you been to, to Gabriel Street? Raise your hands. Gabriel Street. Gabriel Street right there on, on uh, where they have the lights. Down there, in here in West Palm Beach. Amen. The first time that I went there, I was amazed of all the, the houses. They put all these decorations around it. It was absolutely beautiful. But we start going every year. And they, you already know what you're going to see there. You can predict what you're going to see. And it becomes predictable. And th- that's a dangerous thing to do. Because you become too familiar. And as you as you go through the years, you, you see that good news. You see? That good news. You need to be careful to keep the good news the good news. And keep the good news. Amen? Amen. Uh, and, uh, uh, and let God refresh our spirit. Let's open our hearts and let God put that refresh in our hearts. And let's take a look in the Bible here. The wise men traveled great distances from the east to Israel to welcome the newborn baby. The wise men also went to Jerusalem to, be, to meet King Herod and to find out more information about the birth of the king. King Herod... He had all those religious leaders coming in, in that meeting. He had a meeting with uh, the, the, the wise men. And uh, all these religious leaders, they came and they told exactly where the, the baby, uh, uh, the king of kings would be born in Bethlehem. They knew exactly. And they knew it was the time. And they knew the location. And the fact that they knew. They were familiar with the story and was like a common knowledge in Israel. It was like just about everybody knew that the Messiah was going to be born during this time. If you went to the temple those days, that's the temple is where they got all their information about what's going on, the daily news. They knew that the baby was going to be born during that time. And they were all too familiar. But we see here. They came, the the wise men came all from far away to worship him. They found, for for them was something so incredible, amazing, wonderful. They put their travel from far away to Israel to see the birth of the king of kings. But in Israel, it does not record anybody in Israel going there to see the birth of Uh, Looking for the boy. It does not record anyone else, any religious leader going there seeking. Where is the king? Where were the Pharisees, the Sadducees and all those masters of the law in the temple in Jerusalem? Where were there? Where were them? They didn't go looking for the baby. They would be the king. The Bible only records these wise men coming in. And the reason for that uh, is because the people in Israel, they were too familiar with this story. That we, we can, it can be dangerous because we get too familiar and we take it for granted. We can take for granted a great church that we have, great preachers that we have, great brothers and sisters in here in this church. We have to be very careful not to become too familiar that we step on and take him for granted. Because this is a wonderful, that's the good news of God, the birth of our Savior. The wise men followed the star on the sky. They knew the, 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 the star was, uh, was on the sky showing the birth of the new king. The the, the star was in the sky to everybody to see. Where were the religious leaders in Bethlehem? And all those uh, knowledgeable priests in in Bethlehem, they were not looking for the baby. So we only have these three wise men coming from far away. Uh, Familiarity can be dangerous. It can develop into content and uh, we take it for granted we we can be comfortable but not too familiar because if you're too familiar you can start closing your heart for for that refreshing of the uh, that God wants to give you the refreshing in your mind amen hallelujah thank you Jesus praise God We need to keep learning and growing in the knowledge of the truth. And uh, becoming comfortable but not too familiar helps us to establish high standards for our spiritual walk and align our lifestyle with the Word of God. Another thing, um, oh, there's another quote in here there. Uh, It says that, I think too familiar becomes invisible. That's a quote for Catherine Valente. I think too familiar. If you're too familiar, it becomes invisible. That's one of her quotes. And, uh, and there's some truth to it. And, uh, but let's push it away. Uh, that familiar, uh, that uh, uh, spirit that prompts us to take it for granted. But let's open our hearts and let God refresh that. Amen? We can miss Christmas by having fear. Fear is a natural emotion. And uh, um, and it's neither sinful or godly. But uh, the fear, there's two types of fear. Fear. Uh, I'm going to talk to you uh, in a few minutes about ju- these two types of fears. Be Herod missed Christmas because he had fear. King Herod was terrified by the idea of having a king of the Jews. King Herod was considered the king of the Jews, but he was not a Jew. And uh, he was a Roman citizen. And it just happened that he, uh, he had a good relationship with Rome. And they put him as a king of the Jews, but he was not a Jew. He was an Arab, yeah, but he was, and he was not popular at all during this time. And, uh, and he was sick, and he had his uh, anyone that he would suspect, they would take the king from the kingdom from him. He would have the person killed you probably have heard it through history that he killed his own children because he didn't want a competition for his kingdom in Israel. And his, he killed his own mother, his wife, and he had anyone that he would suspect would be taking the king kingdom from him. And uh, then he had this three, uh, then he had this wise man coming uh, from far away and he uh, uh, and he put up an act like uh, he was glad that they came and uh, and told the wise man to go look for the child and come back to tell him that he want to go there to see the, to, to, to worship uh, the baby as well. So, he put this theater in there. But he was terrible. Uh, and uh, he was, f- he, and uh, He didn't make a connection that that baby boy, that Jesus would save him from his sins. That it would be his ticket to heaven, to going to heaven. Because he let all the fear take control over him. So the fear, losing power. He was considered one of those um, uh, controlling freak. He was definitely a controlling freak. And he want to have everything under his control. And anyone that would step as a threat, he would have them killed. And because of that attitude of his heart, he missed the birth of the Savior. And he had all these religious leaders right there explaining to him that that would be the king of kings. The Savior of all mankind. And he, he didn't listen to them because the fear blocked. So we have to be careful not, not to let the fear. Many people today, they feel fear. Uh, they feel fear that if they become a Christian, they give their life to Jesus. They get baptized. They get the Holy Ghost. Oh, oh, I'm going to lose all my fun. I can't do whatever I want to do. They have that fear. But when we have God, with God. We're gonna learn that when we do what God wants us to do, that's the true joy, <laughs> Amen. Put your hands together. When we, d- w- when what we want to do is in alignment with the Word of God, that's what true happiness is. That was true fun, yes, and because we do it and uh, we have the peace of the Holy Ghost in peace that exceed all understanding. Amen. And we can see the angel appear. When the angel appeared to Mary, first thing he said, Fear not. You can look that up. Fear not, Mary. When the angel appeared to the shepherds, first thing the angel said, Fear not. Oh, uh, let me go back. When the angel appeared to Joseph in a dream, first thing the angel said, fear not so there's a pattern say fear not you can come to jesus he is the he's our blesser he is the one that loves us he is the one that wants to save us he is the one that we all should come for eternal life so we must not let fear. Fear of what God wants to do in our lives. But uh, the Bible says to fear. Uh, some Bible verses in here talk about fear. Fear um, is the most repeated commandment in the Bible. In fact, it has been said that there are 365 fear nots in the Bible. One fear not. For every day of the year. Amen? Fear of God. Fear is the beginning of the wisdom. So there's two types of fear. Because the Bible commands us to fear God. Not to fear what God wants to do in our lives. How he wants to transform us into his perfect image. Not not to fear his plans for our future. the Bible says that the devil fear and tremble. We need to fear God and tremble. But fear, but not to fear the things that he's planned for our future. The blessings that he's going to uh, uh, work through us to, to be used by him. Not to fear uh, the blessings that he has prepared for us. Amen. And the Bible says, fear of anything other than God is forbidden by God. While fear of God, uh, now if you fear uh, uh, while fear of God is commanded being a coward a scare cat or or a chicken is offensive to God. That those those that are spineless are promised an eternity in the lake of fire. That's in Revelation 21.8. So we We have to stand up for God. We have to stand up for Jesus. We need to stand up for Christmas. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Um, So many people are missing Christmas because of being too busy or being too familiar with the Christmas story or, uh, or just having some fear of the truth. Some people, they have fear of the truth. Well, um, so what do we do not to miss Christmas? We must stop, look, listen, and think. We need to look close at Jesus. Why he came here into this world. Born in a manger. Born poor in a manger. And uh, to show us how he sees man as poor in, in, a, in, a, in a barn. So he wants to show us that's how God sees men. And uh, look close where Jesus came. And we need to make the effort to find him. You see, there are so many religious people that uh, during that time that they didn't look for Jesus. And we don't want to be the type of people that put up all the Christmas tree, all the decorations of the tree. But they don't even know who Jesus is. Why he came to this world. And Christmas is the birthday of Jesus. Jesus is Yeshua, the Hebrew for Jesus, the promised Messiah of Israel. Uh, And the the incarnation of the invisible eternal God, literally God himself. Uh, And uh, the traditions of bringing gifts started with the wise men. Now imagine that you go to a birthday party and everybody is giving presents to each other. You see, and nobody uh, think about the birthday boy. And let's imagine that. You are in the birthday party, all the celebration, the music is on, all the dancers are there and the, the decoration and everything. Uh, but the birthday boy, he is in a, in a dark corner. Nobody remembers him. He's right there. So you need to push through the music. You need to go over the decoration. You need to push through over the crown. And you have to go to that corner looking for that boy. And when you see him, he look at you with a smile. And, uh, and, uh, and he comes to hug you and say, I was waiting for you. Oh, hallelujah. I was waiting for you. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And come to me. I'm the author and finisher. of the f- uh, Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. And what type of gift would you like to give to God? To Jesus? You might think he already have everything. He is the creator of the universe. But there's some things that he doesn't have. Yes, your heart. Yes, your life. That's what God wants from us. That's He gave His life for us. And, and He wants us to give He wants us to give our lives to Him. And, uh, and He will give us eternal life. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's stand up if you will. Amen. Let's say a prayer. Dear Lord, forgive us for allowing us to, to be too busy or too familiar or even afraid to hear the truth. Help us to be careful uh, not to get caught up into all the celebrations and decorations and the gifts and the parties and, and the family meetings and everything. And, and forget or, and miss the real meaning of Christmas, the birthday of our Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ. Help us, oh God, to focus on you. Help us to know that you uh, are the reason for the season, and there is more than that. You want all of us to come to you, so you can give us the gift of eternal life. So it's a gift exchange. We give our lives to you. Hallelujah. And you receive us in your kingdom. Oh, bless your holy name forever. Thank you, Lord. Everybody say, thank you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. Help us not forget the real meaning of Christmas. And give us, oh Lord, the joy and the peace uh, of knowing of this season and knowing that you came to this world to save to save us thank you put your hands together say thank you jesus (laughs) praise god okay so now we're going to take 10 minutes break Uh, you can use the restroom have a sip of water uh, turn to two or three people shake hands and uh, and then you come back in about 10 minutes And then we're going to have our main service. Um, And if you'd like to come in here to the altar and and pray, you will welcome the altars open for prayer.